It's time for the Afternoon Drive. Welcome in Afternoon Drive. Trevor Kelsey here with the next couple hours inside the press box coming up at 5, of course. A lot to get into today. I have a special day today. Of course, Perrin Johnson will be joining me in the second hour, but in, here in the next segment, we're going to take a short segment here and follow in the second segment. We're going to be joined by the former voice of the Kentucky Colonels as well as Louisville Cardinals, Van Vance, will be joining me here in the studio talking about some of the events he's got coming up here in the local area, promoting a lot of that, as well as I can't help to get into his brain. I tell you, if you've ever had a chance to, to talk or listen to Van Vance, it is, I mean, you just sit back and you just go in awe and you don't say a word and you just let him talk because the man's stories, the guy has forgotten more great basketball stories than I could probably ever look up and read. So I can't, I'm looking forward to talking to him a little later now. We're going to talk to my man Farrell Elliott from the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship, KFFSC. Fantasy football coming up just around the corner, just one, one week away. Not this weekend. A week from this weekend, I will be up at the Horseshoe doing draft after draft after draft. Lock up it your seems wives like. and daughters. Oh, yes. Harrison County, Indiana. <laughs> is that where technically it is, Harrison County? Yes. I didn't know that. Across the county line. And uh, we'll be up there doing those. And then uh, we're going to talk to uh, also Jonathan uh, Genty in the second hour as well. He's got a great event coming up this weekend up at St. X involving a lot of the best young players in high school basketball here in Louisville, helping have some ESPN scout people there as well to do a lot of the ratings, star, star ratings for their websites and get a look at a lot of the underclassmen in the Louisville area. Some of the best pro, some of the best collegiate prospects in this area will be out there, and we'll talk to him. Get more details about that. I walked in here. I'm a little, I seem like I'm a lot of breath because I am. I'm out of shape. I mean, I, I run from like five feet from one room to another, and I get out of shape. And mainly because I was in the other room, actually debating with my man DJ Yates and uh, Dugan Ryan, our owner. We were having a very heated. I wouldn't say heated, but an in, in-depth discussion of. Seinfeld versus Curb Your Enthusiasm. Now, you, have you ever watched either one of those shows, uh, Mr. Yes, Zeller? Yes, you're, you're a little yeah. younger. I know yeah. you're. No, yeah. I mean, I know I'm 22, and I'm, you know, I know I'm like a baby wet behind the ears. I mean, I don't know if you were were you born when Seinfeld came on. Yeah, the air? I think I think I was born like on the first season of Seinfeld. Like, didn't that start in like 91? It started in 89, actually. Oh, okay. Because so. what caused it is we were watching. I was last night. I watched Hard Knocks, which, by the way, Hard Knocks it wasn't a bad one. Uh, it was it was kind of cool if you're a Louisville fan. Obviously, uh, Jay Gruden on there. I'm sorry, John Gruden on there talking about uh, uh, his brother who played at Louisville and being playing there, Snellenberger, and how he sucked and went to Dayton. And then, uh, of course, Kentucky fans getting John Connor. There's not a hard knocks. I'll tell you what, I'm an Eagles fan. I would love to have John Connor on my team. There's a guy that I don't care what you're watching. If John Connor's involved in any kind of in the game and whatsoever, that man is putting a linebacker on his rear end. I have never seen anyone have so much least concern for his own safety when it comes to putting out a block. But I tell you what, it's great for the fans. It's not great for John. That's why he always gets hurt, unfortunately. The Terminator, is Rex Ryan uh, so elegantly uh, nicknamed him. That real clever, by the way. In fact, his name is John Connor. But uh, hopefully he makes the Bengals roster as well. But what caused this uh, little conversation we were having in the other room was following that was the I watched a movie called Clear History on HBO, which is if you don't have HBO, it's – it premiered on August 10th a few days ago, and it's starring Larry David of Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's got Danny McBride in it, uh, Michael Keaton, uh, Bill Hader, a ton of people. I mean, it's, it's a long list 
of uh, people in it. Um, uh, not Helen Hunt. Uh, what's her daughter's name? What's uh, the girl from Almost Famous? What's her name that played Penny Lane? I forget her name. Kate Hudson. She's in it. She plays in it. Uh, John Hamm from Mad Men is in it. He plays the villain, so to speak, in the movie. Very good movie. I'd heard some bad reviews about it, but I watched it. And if you're a Curb fan, you will definitely, definitely enjoy it. A little, little media, the little, little uh, tip for you there for those looking to kill time between football and baseball season. Something to watch on the TV. But I'm going to take a quick break here. Get into we got a lot to get into today. Obviously, as I said, Van Vance, former voice of the Louisville Cardinals, is going to join us here when we come back on the flip side of this segment and talk a little bit about the stuff he's got going on in this area. As well as, of course, it's the, uh, obviously I want to talk some ABA with him. I want to talk some Louisville. I have a critical question where he would rank Russ Smith amongst some of the greats. I mean, this is a guy who's seen every about every great player Louisville's had at one time in person. And I was wondering where he'd put a guy like Russ Smith amongst those greats as well. His opinion and a lot more when we come back here on the Afternoon Drive 1450 Sports Bus. All right, welcome back. Afternoon Drive, 1450 Sports Plus, WXVW. A reminder, of course, uh, real quick, that the golf, we still have the 2013 Bluegrass Golf Card still available. $50 and a better deal in town. Shop21live.com or 964-2121 to pick yours up today. 18 holes of golf, six fantastic courses, Indian Springs, Maywood, Bull, and Lexington, amongst others. Make sure to give our man Troy Miles a call at ION21 and pick those up while you still have a chance I'm actually very privileged and almost giddy at uh, the gentleman joining me in the studio today, uh, a legend amongst the radio gods of Louisville, especially uh, former voice of the Cardinals and the ABA Kentucky Colonels, Van Vance, joining me here today. Van, I appreciate you coming in and uh, hanging out with us and and being able to drop some knowledge with us today. Trevor, hey, it's great here uh, to be with you and, uh, of course, the station's been in right here at 1450 yes. a long time. And in one way or another, I've had a long association with the station and the people who were involved with it. So this is kind of like an old homecoming coming back here for me. And I'm talking about over 30 years <laughs> off, off and on. But it is it is great to be. And I've been on with Handsome Jimmy, you know, a couple, yes. of, couple of three times. And uh, I'm in retirement now. I've uh, I've been kind of quiet for a long time. I haven't done much. And it's kind of funny when you retire like that. You'll be going places. People look at you and say, uh, "I remember you from somebody." And I had a, I had a, 
a, a young person not too long ago, uh, you know, not real old, but a younger person, and they're looking at me and they're studying me and they put their hand up to their chin and said, you used to be somebody. <laughs> Did you used to be Van Vance? <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. say, whatever happened to you? I'm standing right here. This is me. Exactly. So Trevor, here I am. I mean, you know, but this has been a great, I love this area of the world, uh, southern Indiana and Louisville and Kentucky. It's been a great life for me. I've had, I had the most pleasing career, traveled all over the world doing basketball games. A young kid that grew Ooh. up in Park City and <laughs> Glasgow, Bowling Green, Mammoth Cave area Another playing way, basketball. Very well. And uh, he wound up making a living talking about playing basketball. And uh, people would say, well, how was your job? Was it a good one or not? <laughs> I said, yeah. I spent much of my life laughing at, at people like Jock Sutherland. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a job. It wasn't work. It was fun. But and then covering teams like I did, the ABA, the Kentucky Colonels, the Couple of some of the big moments. I did forty-two Kentucky Derbies. Wow! I broadcast uh, and telecast forty-two Kentucky Derbies, and uh, I did, uh, of course, uh, the first five years. I did the the Louisville Cardinals with Coach Denny Crum. I went to the Final Four three of those five years and won it in '86. I said, "Man, this is a snap." <laughs> and this then, is going to happen every year <laughs> from '86 <laughs> until I quit doing the Cardinals '95. It was so far away, the Final Four, I couldn't see it. <laughs> it's not easy getting to the no, Final no, Four. No, 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 no. And it's not easy winning a championship. And, of course, the Kentucky Colonels, we won the whole thing, beat the Indiana Pacers. We got close a couple of times before, but we finally won it in 1975. Well, guess what? In 1976, John Y. Brown decided not to take the Colonels in the uh, ABA merger with the NBA, and I, was, uh, I wasn't out of a job. But I, I, I lost my team, and that was, and I, for two years in a row, I'd won Broadcaster of the Year awards. I had everything going for me. Yeah, very unfortunate news for me as growing up in Kentucky <laughs> that there wasn't an NBA team. I had to become a Pacer fan. I think yeah. maybe as a Colonels fans back then, they might, that's blasphemy possibly. But uh, I thank Reggie Miller for that. Well, they had <laughs> they had a great rivalry. They had a great rivalry. Yeah. You know, a few years ago when Larry Bird retired, I called up there. Uh, somebody said, you know, one of his teammates in high school was uh, was uh, was on that team. They had they had a real great tra- team up there in Indiana. George McGinnis, and but uh, this was on his high school team. And I said, is that right? And I said, yeah. He said, you might get some comments from him, or he can tell you how to get a hold of Larry to get him on your program or on the radio. So I called this guy, and he was a sales manager at a radio station up in uh, Indiana. Uh, French Lick or somewhere up in that somewhere area. Up in the area. Yeah, I think that's where it was. And he said, you know, Van, I, I feel like I know you when we were kids, Larry and I, we used to come to Freedom Hall to the Indiana Pacers and the Kentucky Colonel games. Wow. And we'd come to the press table and listen to your star of the game show after the game. And Larry and I were just little boys at that time. <laughs> I still had a lot of trouble getting a hold of Larry. Van <laughs> <laughs> Vansky, if you can't get a hold of Larry Bird, I don't think anybody has a chance. I mean, I don't think Donnie uh, Walsh will get a return phone call. You're not going to believe this. I interviewed Bob Knight about three or four times. He was he was pretty nice. And then he did refuse me an interview. So did you ever get him riled up to where he yelled or threw something no, at you? No, you, not that. Did, did you ever uh, get worried to ask certain questions? Like, so let's leave the word Puerto Rico out of this interview. No. 
about that. But yeah, I did get get refused uh, once uh, interviewed by him, but uh, also was able to land him on an interview. When Bob Knight played at Ohio State, he played on a great team there. The final four teams of 60, yeah. 61, and 62, yeah. I believe. Yeah. His coach made him, uh, his coach, they, uh, Jerry Lucas was on that team. Mm-hmm. His, touch, his coach made the team wear hats. They wore like fedoras or wore. Very popular in the times, especially yeah, when you that, watch older. That was a team rule. Like you have to wear really? a tie and a coach, you had to wear a hat. Now, nowadays, if you wore a hat, he'd probably be uh, Bob Knight would probably throw you yeah. off the team at, at some point. That's right. Joined by Van Vance here in Studio Afternoon Drive. Now you're here. Uh, obviously, you, you've got a great thing coming up this uh, Saturday, August 24th at Iroquois Park. Yeah, the walk away from colon cancer. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little about this event coming up and how you're involved with this. All right. Uh, you know, Trevor. The thing is, is I, I stay pretty low. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I go on a show every once in a while, but I'm I'm not a guy that. I don't do commercials or programs much anymore. I'm ramming. We retirement. did a lot of talking for 30, yeah, 40 years. I mean, right. you can, it's good to save got, the voice, the voice a little bit. I had bit. my share of the airtime. It's time for you to get yours. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate it. I do. <laughs> but anyhow, I was called and asked. They said, uh, Mr. Vance, we had the governor, we had the mayor a year or two ago, we had the president of the University of Louisville, Dr. Ramsey, has been mm-hmm. our honorary chairman. Would you become the honorary chairman? of our colon cancer prevention project, Walk Away from Colon Cancer. Now, what it is, it's a 5K run and walk, and it's coming up on Saturday, August the 24th at 9 o'clock over at the amphitheater area. So mm, we'll start at Iroquois area, yeah. Park. We're going to walk the loop at Iroquois. Now, some of the people can walk only a mile if they want. The rest, obviously, either walk or run five miles. I'm, five I'm more K, five feet five myself. K. but Yeah, 5K. And uh, there will be competition for those running. They'll keep standings on that. And what this is, uh, a few years ago, this area was like uh, in the state of Kentucky was 49th in, uh, in pre-cancer screening hmm. colon cancer, for colon cancer, which basically gets into colonoscopy. Yes, okay? exactly. We were 49th, but since the uh, colon cancer prevention project started, they moved up into the 20s. Imagine yeah, how many excellent. lives they've saved because yes. colon cancer is the second largest killer uh, in cancer. Hmm. And uh, this is a cancer that you can almost assure you will be prevented if you get early screening. You know, the percentages are great of uh, preventing colon cancer. And when they called me, I said, well, you know, I, yes, I did have cancer, but I didn't have colon cancer. And they mm. said, I had uh, pancreatic cancer, and 11 years ago I had a 10-hour Whipple at Johns Hopkins University, Ooh. and I haven't slowed down since. So <laughs> I'm pretty fortunate. They you said, still well, look like you're in pretty good shape. Look like you could do a 5K right now, <laughs> even right. at your age. I think so. Well, they said, you, um, you're you a cancer survivor, so how about serving? So that's what I'm doing, and I'm going to be there, and uh, we're going to have survivors there. We're going to have T-shirts for those who enter. Now, there is a small fee. If you enter by the 21st of August, it's $20. And if you uh, enter the day of, it costs you a little bit more. It's $25. So we'll have a lot of fun. Uh, you get a T-shirt when you get to walk. You get to join. Maybe you want to do it in honor of a, of a survivor, honor yeah. of a friend, or maybe somebody, unfortunately, who passed on. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be the Colon Cancer Prevention Project. You can get all the details about this at the coloncancerpreventionproject.org. That's okay. coloncancerpreventionproject.org. Dot org and uh, we're going to be there and try to save a lot more lives by getting people in to screen pre-screen early and I say 
most people, when you get in the age of 40, 45, 50, and especially 50 on, should do pre-screening. I'm, I'm very close to getting there, actually. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm closer to that than I am 22, like our intern over there. I'd say that much. But anyhow, <laughs> th- that and the Cardinals winning the NCAA this year has gotten me stirred up. I got to watch <laughs> I got to watching the ball games and uh, watching. I, I've, they, I've taped and downloaded all of those games on the way to the championship. And I just shake my head. Great basketball, great players, great playing, exciting team. And so then I went back and I, I downloaded all of the 86 games that I broadcast and had a great time re-watching that Duke game in 86. Yeah. They hadn't lost a game the whole year until the Cardinals beat them at uh, Reunion down in Dallas. Dallas, yep, the Reunion Center. Yeah, and then, of course, uh, we had defeated Auburn with Chuck Person. What a player he was. And what Chris a Morris was a freshman on that team, I think, too, Morris, was he not? Uh, yeah, yeah he, and, he and Person were just awesome basketball yeah. players. And after, before that game, uh, the Cardinals down at the Summit in Houston had defeated – North Carolina, and that was a big game of the practice. It was Doherty and Kenny Smith and right, company. Yep. Yeah. So you you don't think and it's it's fun comparing the the style of the game of basketball now to '86. In a lot of ways, it's the same, but that three point line, which the ABA initiated, yep, they got it from the old Eastern League. It had Scranton, hmm. Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, and all those teams. That's where the three-point play started. Now, that I did not know. Yeah. That's why I love talking and to hear interviews with Van Vance. I learn <laughs> right. stuff. Not yeah. only do I have fun just yeah. recapping stories I already knew, yeah. I learn items of information and, and very good things like that. You mentioned the ABA and the three-point line. You did a lot with the ABA, and you watched, obviously, unfortunately, Kentucky not you know get into the merger right. and, and selling off kind of Dan Issel for Marquise Johnson, which was yeah. maybe a sign that they weren't going to do it. and. The great teams that Louisville had with Hubie Brown, Arts Gilmore, Louis Dampier at that time, right. that would have maybe been su- successful in a merger right away, which I a lot of teams so. did struggle. I yeah. mean, the Pacers had gotten older and, and had trouble until the 90s and the Spurs as well and at some point. And the Nets, of course, you sold off Dr. J. The three point line being one of them, the dunk contest being in there, the shot clock. What were some of the inventions that the ABA did that, that you thought had the biggest impact on the NBA, that the NBA should have maybe adapted it sooner, not waited for the ABA to, to wake them up and open their eyes for? Well, they did all kinds of promotions. Uh, we, promotions they, were great. They, they had a team down in Florida. They were called the Floridians. <laughs> and at that time, down on Collins Avenue, they, they have a convention center down there. And a famous TV show came out of that convention center. The Jackie Gleason show was on at 6.30 in the evening on, I think, CBS every Saturday at 6.30. Ian Art, Jack and Art. <laughs> but the the basketball court for the Floridians, they moved it in the convention center. It might be in, through one door this week, and when I went back the next <laughs> week, play, they had moved the, the basketball floor down. A, they did that to me hour. now. I'd be lost every other week. Yeah. I don't know where I would go. But they featured girls wearing bikinis. Oh, wow. They had girls wearing high heel white boots with tassels on them and not much of a bathing suit. Not, not something you see nowadays. That's common, I guess yeah. you would think. But two piece bikini <laughs> bathing suit, and they would move around. And so I'm sitting there broadcasting. The first time I went there, and there was an empty chair. Right, and I look over and I got a bikini babe sitting next to me, <laughs> beautiful tanned Florida girl. Did you get her number? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. but I'll never forget. I'm doing the game and. The the Cardinals are playing, and I, I hear somebody uh, during a timeout or while somebody says, talk to that guy. And she says, I can't talk to him because he never quits talking. <laughs> well, of course, I was on the radio. Well, then we went down to uh, uh, the Dallas Chaparrales. 
they became at one time Cliff Hagen was the player coach that played who played at Kentucky, the great Kentucky guy, and later became the athletic director. And uh, so I went into SMU, SMU's Moody Coliseum. That's where they were playing. And this would happen a lot of times. Wherever the colonels went, they'd have Kentucky Fried Chicken night. Okay. <laughs> so I go in there, and a guy running the team comes over to me before the game and says, uh, we're having Kentucky Fried Chicken night. How would you like to have a box of chicken? And I said, hey, great, bring it to me. So I'm sitting there broadcasting, and here's a box of chicken. But he brought three. He said, we've got some extras. So about uh, 10 minutes into the game, he said, we didn't have as many people show up tonight as I thought. You want some more chicken? And I said, yeah. I look over and there are about five more boxes of chicken. <laughs> Dinner for the week at least. <laughs> at at halftime, he says, boy, we got a lot of chicken left in there. He said, I wonder if a team would like some of this after you guys get back to the hotel tonight. And I said, yeah, bring some out. By the end of the game, I had boxes of chicken up higher than my head to the right <laughs> side of me on the air. And the guys appreciated me bringing all that chicken. I had to make two runs to the close by <laughs> hotel that night. But, uh, yes, the ABA, uh, at that time, the NBA uh, had a style of basketball. I don't want to put it down, but it had the big guards. Yeah, They did not have the three-point play. They didn't do the fast break as much, although the Boston Celtics did, and yeah. there were other teams. The we we called the Indiana Pacers when they had McGinnis and – and all those Mel Brown and yeah, uh, uh, the, Roger, Roger Brown. Roger Brown. What am I Mel, saying? Mel, Mel Daniels. Mel Daniels, thank you. And then Mixing the newer group, up. Billy Knight and uh, McGinnis coming in. We call them the uh, Celtics of the ABA because they did a lot of fast break. But the NBA had great players. They had the big guards, and they would turn their back and just scoot you as they yeah. would back in and one-on-one you. Oscar Robinson style, basically, yeah, which yeah. is to and, put that big button to you Clyde, and back you up. Clyde with uh, Frazier and uh, Monroe of the Knicks. Yep. But the ABA had that three-point play in that wide-open game. And actually, our style of play was a lot more exciting. And that's the style mm-hmm. of basketball. Basically, it's being played with the Nowadays. exception of, of a 2-3 zone. <laughs> but, of course, the 2-3 zone has become a matchup zone. So it's almost just like the ABA. They would stop the game and warn you if they thought you were playing a zone back in those days, and they'd call a technical on you. if you. They had Similar to, now that you did yeah. defensive technical right, for three right. seconds in the lane and so forth. So the, the ABA style of basketball was very, very good, but the, uh, the publicity the ABA received or the respect it received was not what the NBA, you know, they had more of the big names than this. So then the ABA started signing players early, like Moses Malone and yep. Julius Utah Irving, Stars, George Gervin and uh, and David Thompson and players like that. So there were a lot of things that the ABA uh, was able to initiate that now has become a big part of promotions and things like that for the NBA. So and a lot of great players that came in the NBA. Some of the better days that you see, you remember them, and they're somewhat yeah. even outer shells, so to speak, yeah. of the NBA days. George McGinnis being a great example of a guy who's who saw his prime in the ABA, and when he got to the NBA, he was solid with the Sixers to a degree, and well, even you know, with the Pacers the, at the end of the NBA days, but not the same player you saw in the 70s or when you were calling games for the Colonels. Either the first year of the NBA All-Star game after the merger, or the first year I think there were, uh, out of the first 10 All-Stars, I think there were five from the ABA, and three of the starters were from the ABA, and uh, I'm trying to think. They, they were real well represented in the first two or three years in the ABA uh, in the NBA All-Star Game. One thing I did want to mention in in a long career of broadcasting and, and of basketball, and I, I just came up with this uh, realization about a month or two ago, uh, 
and especially when uh, Artis Gilmore went in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I worked with seven basketball Hall of Famers, closely with seven of them. On the Colonels, we had Artis, Dan Issel, yep. and uh, Hubie Brown. Who's that's, coached the 75 yeah, team, yeah. yeah. Very young Hubie Brown, nonetheless. That's yeah. right, yeah. And then, you're not going to believe this, Frank Ramsey, I worked to, he, he coached the Colonels a partial of a year, about two-thirds of a year. I that. He's in the Basketball Hall of Fame, even though he was a sixth man with the Boston Celtics back in the day mm. of Cousy and Russell. He came off the bench as number six, but when you go to Massachusetts, <laughs> uh, the Celtics, that's it, man. That, that's it, and that's one reason he's in the Hall of Fame. And he played on a Kentucky team that went 25-0 and with Hagan. They didn't suffer a loss. Cliff Hagan was a coach in the NBA, too. Did he not, was he not, I believe he started as the first coach for a franchise. On that. Was it the Hawks, maybe, or uh, something like that? Uh, Ramsey? No, no, no Cliff Hagan. No, Hagan did, yeah. Now, he's not in the Hall of Fame. No, no, but he but coached. I was, is, yeah. I was thinking he coached the NBA for a couple years no, before. What, no, here's what he did. Hagan played for the St. Louis Hawks. Yeah. He was a great player. They beat the Celtics one year. Yeah. And then when the ABA Bob started. Bob Pettit, correct? Yeah. yeah. Bob Pettit and uh, Easy Ed McCauley. Then they, uh, traded, then, they, then they traded the Celtics Bill Russell, and it was all over. Right. <laughs> okay, so here's what happens. Uh, Cliff Hagan, when the ABA was formed, wound up being the player coach of the Dallas Chaparral. Ah, that's what it was. For yeah. the first year or so. One year, two years. Two years, yeah. But anyhow, so there you have four Hall of Famers uh, that I mentioned. Gilmore, Issel, and, uh, and, and, of course, Hubie Brown, and then Frank Ramsey. That's four. And then Denny Crum. When Denny Crum went into the Hall of Fame, I went and broadcast uh, the the uh, the whole the whole uh, festivities, mm-hmm. the ceremonies that night. And then I worked with a man named Kay Wood Ledford. He's in the hall, the National Hall of Fame of Basketball. That's number six. Sir. Then I realized, in talking to Lloyd Gardner, the former coach at Fairdale and a former trainer for Western Kentucky and the Kentucky Colonels before he won the state championship coaching Fairdale. Lloyd said, well, you played for Uncle Ed Diddle, so that's seven. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I did all with Western Kentucky. People from somebody who went to WKU knows that name very well. We're sitting with Van Vance from a voice of the Cardinals and Colonels here. Obviously, the walk away from colon cancer this Saturday, August 24th at Iroquois Park. You can get all information involving that at Colon Cancer Prevention is it prevention.org, correct? Uh, colon Cancer Prevention Project. Project.org, excuse me. Org, yep. Now, you you called the 86 game. This is something I was wondering when I, I was told I was going to be able to talk to you, and I, th- I thought this is I was looking thinking of some questions. Obviously, the ABA is one thing I wanted to talk to you mostly about. I mean, I love the NBA. I love college basketball, but the NBA is grew, always growing up has been somewhat my favorite thing. And, and yeah. born in 1980, unfortunately, I was just a few years late uh, for the ABA yeah. to experience it. Uh, but you... When I was thinking, of, the only little question I, of course, I thought of was if Van Vance was on the mic still, and he was down in Atlanta for this Final Four, I would one, I would love to hear what your reaction was when Tim Henderson did those two threes in the corner. But second, what would have been your final call as Louisville won that national wow. championship this year? And Rick Pitino is going to shake the hand of Jim Beheim and uh, Jim Beeline, excuse me, and and Louisville has finally won that title 27 years after you had called it in 1986. What would what would have been? You were sitting in your couch, I assume, and having a soda and watching the game. What what would have been your call though if you'd been on that mic? You know, Trevor, you you put a good challenge to me here because <laughs> uh, one of, some of the famous calls in sports. One of the most famous is, uh, I guess, the the uh, the call the end of the uh, Olympics. Do you believe in miracles? Oh, yes, yes yeah. Michael's winner, huh? 
Uh, Michael's 1980. Yeah, that, that's a famous call. And then, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard them, but the famous calls of the Giants, Bobby Thompson hitting the home run mm-hmm. that beat the Brooklyn 53, Dodgers. 53, right, I think. or Back in the 50s. Yeah, yeah. 55 maybe. Somewhere there, there were actually three famous broadcasts of that. Uh, one was a guy, I think, Russ Thomas, or Russ, his name was Russ, and then... Uh, over on the other side, you had the Brooklyn Dodger broadcaster. His sound was quite different. <laughs> Not as exciting, that. I'm sure. <laughs> and then there was another guy. I don't know if he recreated that or something. The old Scotchman who was on the, the old Liberty Network that they finally legally made him quit broadcasting the games. <laughs> but I've heard three of those calls. And down through the years, I always thought somehow I picked up the fact that when you're calling a big event, you need to plan a little bit in case it goes one way or goes the other during the last time out. So you think about that. How, how are you going to play this? Two of, the, uh, two of the biggest finals of basketball games I ever did was when the Cards beat Memphis over here in Freedom Hall in the Metro Conference uh, Tournament when it was a big, big game. Uh, at the end of the season in the Metro Conference Tournament. It would be like 85, roughly, you're like Memphis uh, went to the Final Four, you're uh, thinking? Or? It, this would have been the 86 team. 86 team, okay. The 86. Actor. We had two heart attacks at the end of the game. That's how <laughs> exciting it was. It was the most exciting game I ever did in Freedom Hall. And uh, the only one I've seen near that exciting was that final game when they beat Syracuse here a couple of years Yes, ago. yes, awesome. But anyhow, that day, Milt Wagner, uh, Andre Turner misses a free throw, Louisville gets the rebound. I think it was Purvis. Threw it to the right side to Wagner. He moved toward the north end to Freedom Hall, came down the right side, went up for a jump shot, and was fouled by Andre Turner. The crowd's going wild. Louisville's one point behind. Milt Wagner's going around flashing a V sign. (laughs) Both fingers on each hand, two fingers up, V, 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 smiling. He's got to hit one free throw just to tie the game. You know, they don't have the game one. There's only one second left on the clock, so if he can hit both of them, it looks good. But, uh, you know, I can remember calling that how Melt Wagner's flashing the V. He goes to the line, hits both. And There's the reason why he's the ice. Game. Yeah. So then we go to the NCAA Final Four. And down toward the end of the game, the Cardinals have come from behind. They've been behind the whole way. And all of a sudden, Milt Wagner's on the free throw line. There was no doubt he was going to make them because I'd seen Milt so many times. You, you didn't doubt him. Let's put it that way. If he'd have missed it. You accept that, you got to. So I can remember saying, Milt Wagner, he's had a tough night with Johnny Dawkins. He's chased him all over Dawkins. That'll wear anybody out. Johnny Dawkins is one of the more underrated players. Milt had not had that good a game because, believe it or not, Duke was similar to Louisville this year. They had Amaker and Dawkins, Mm -hmm. two very fast little guards who could play defense and offense just like Smith and 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 Siva. Siva, It was almost a reversal of the whole situation. (laughs) And uh, I said – Milt Wagner, he's had a tough night with Johnny Dawkins, but he's done it so many times for Louisville. The Iceman is Ice on the man. line, ready to win an NCAA <laughs> title. So I had all that kind of planned of what, how, how I was going to handle and how I was going to say it. And I've always been pretty proud of that final call of it. And, you know, when you ask me what I would have said down in, uh, in, Atlanta. Down in, in Atlanta this year, I would have during that timeout or toward the end of that game, and they have the timeouts, as you know, <laughs> enough of them, I've tried to plan, but uh, I think it. I think it would have. Uh, I would have had something planned to say. I can't tell you exactly what I would have said, but it would have been pretty. It would have been pretty uh, rousty. I, I would have loved to hear. It. No disrespect to Jack Sutherland, obviously, well, but I would have. Well, loved here's what I would do: plan, it. especially with my 
background. I would say since 1986, the cards have never been this close. <laughs> it's been uh, many, many years, and it's time for another banner to be hanging in the Yum Center oh. for another championship for the University of Louisville. And the man on the line is going to be Luke Hancock. <laughs> and, of course, that would have been the... An unbelievable because you know they scored they uh, those threes fouled he, yes, him the, yeah. and they fouled him late in the game and he just went yep. right up there he and Siva and cashed them in so that would have been the angle the the eighty six it's been a long time since the of course yes. and it's close to an NCAA title and uh, that would kind of been my angle on that I think well twenty seven years between titles I I I pray and hope that it's not twenty seven years before we get to have you on again All and right, in the studio again uh, to remind everybody it's the Walk away from colon cancer. It's Saturday, August 24th at Iroquois Park. You can get all that information again at, at coloncancerpreventionproject.org. Van Vance, I appreciate it. i got to shake your hand on that. I love right. the stories. I would, I, would, I would keep you in here for hours if I could. And if Dugan would let me just stay on live for yeah. about five hours, we could talk stories and ABA and NBA all through the day. But, well, fortunately, we've got to get to a break and pace the commercials. But I do appreciate you having here. I hope everybody comes out to that on Saturday, August 24th. And, again, coloncancerpreventionproject.org for all that information, a great cause. Walk away from colon cancer. Van Vance, again, I appreciate you having in here. And it's uh, thanks, been a pleasure, my thanks, friend. Thanks to you, Trevor. And I want to thank Dugan Ryan and all the folks here at your station for having me on as a guest. It's been a lot of fun. It has been a pleasure on my part. We're going to take a break, come back, talk to Farrell from KFFS Siegel. Fancy football talk. When we get back here on Afternoon Drive 1450 Sports Buzz. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive, 45 Sports Buzz. One last segment here. Big thanks again to my man Van Vance, former voice of the Louisville Cardinals, Kentucky Colonels. And again, I want to remind you the Walk Away from Colon Cancer event will be this Saturday, uh, will be Saturday, August 24th at Iroquois Park. You can always get information for all that. Just go to coloncancerpreventionproject.org. Van Vance, a legend in broadcasting in terms of basketball, pro, and college. And from one legend to another, a legend of fantasy football the commissioner of the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship, the KFFSC, to all the cool kids at the table that I didn't get to sit with at Wagner, Mr. Farrell Elliott. Mr. Elliott, how are you doing today, sir? You're sitting with the cool kids <laughs> now, Trevor. You've yeah. got a number of teams in this league, and you're going to do very well this year. I'm very excited. I know one thing. I will not go receiver heavy to beginning like the experiment that went completely wrong last year. I have learned my lessons and I will move on from them. As you mentioned, uh, I do have numerous teams. I'm very excited uh, that same weekend that I just mentioned, the walk away from colon cancer thing that we talked to Van Vance about. Uh, up at the Horseshoe, the 24th, 25th, 
and 26. Is that correct on those dates? No, sir, because if you're there on the 26, you're just going to be nursing a hangover <laughs> and looking for your friends because we start on Friday night, the 23rd, 23rd, where you're drafting in the Keeper and Auction League. We'll turn around on the 24th and get started at 11 in the morning with our first main event draft. Uh, the Louisville Cheer and Dance team will join us at 7 p.m. on Saturday night. We'll have drafts all through the afternoon preparing for the Saturday night main event. And then Sunday at 1 p.m., Sunday, August 25th, at Horseshoe Casino, we'll wrap it up with our last main event uh, draft, Trevor. And uh, there's room for the listeners still to join. Uh, we're, we don't have a solid and hard cutoff date. They can join by going to kffsc.com. Eventually, we'll have to shut down uh, new applicants, but right now the doors are open and we're inviting everyone in for a big weekend. I'm telling you now, if you have not been involved in the KFFSC and you're used to going into your friend's drafts and going into a buddy's basement where he has a couple of memorabilia items hanging up that he collected aspiringly through the days and you're eating some cold chips and some nachos and there's like no trophies, oh. it is nothing. You, it oh. is a whole new world when you walk into this uh, Horseshoe Casino, and uh, I've told people this before, and they don't believe me until they actually go to it, Farrell. I mean, just the, the sight of the giant trophy that you win. Yes, it's nice in terms of the money you can get. It's awesome and bragging rights to tell your friends you've won the state championship of Kentucky, and you get to go to Vegas as part of winning it to play for the world championship. But that Our trophy. five finishers go to Vegas. five finishers. Bacon, and I'm glad you brought that up because anyone who puts down $300 and buys a team could find themselves with success in Kentucky, finishing in the top five. They'll find themselves September 2014 with an $1,800 entry paid on their Ooh. behalf, and they'll be sitting in Las Vegas with a chance to compete for a quarter-million-dollar grand prize. That would be a life-changing event. And I think uh, everyone can agree that uh, it's quite an honor to play for this uh, against players like uh, the Trevor Kelsey. <laughs> I don't know about me, but there will be a lot of great names. A lot of the better fantasy owners across the country all come up for this event. It's not just some of the best in this area. They are involved, but even the best across. I mean, there's Atlanta, Indianapolis, Chicago, just cities galore represented in this draft. They come down just to meet the, the great Farrell Elliott. And to be able Trevor, to play, they, they, they Trevor Omaha, Kelsey, <laughs> Denver, and Albuquerque signed up today, wow. and and a one signature, one sign up from an exotic place known as Sellersburg. <laughs> so all those all those guys are in it today, and we, and we need anyone within earshot to come on and check it out and join us. Uh, you know, you're a player; you can tell people about it and how great it's been. You know, we're kicking it off. This weekend with the draft in Cincinnati, uh, if, if anyone knows of anyone, we have one spot left in Cincinnati, Trevor. Well, make sure you get on that now. Other than going to the website, kffsc.com, to sign up, what other ways can they reach you, Farrell, in terms of oh, getting uh, their to name in the me site? At, uh, call me on the same number that you just did, Trevor, 502-523-5057. We love talking fantasy football. We'll take you through the steps and make you a uh, member of the KFFSC. And for all those who are very novice in, in this uh, this game and don't know what they're doing, make sure you put them in my league, in my bracket with me. I have no shame beating up on the guys who don't know. I, I don't I don't need the pride of beating a great kid. Well, you know what? Our rookie class seems John to do very, very well every year. They don't come in with a lot of a lot of junk in their head. They come in ready to compete and have a good time, and that's what leads you – to a championship, the guys that come in with a 
you know, a chip on their shoulder and bad memories are the ones that end up with more chips and more <laughs> bad memories. So it's, uh, you know, if you come with the right attitude of having a good time, we're going to provide it to you, and you're, you're going to have a chance to win. I cannot wait again. Uh, KFFS, KFFSC.com. Just two Fs there. Uh, to go check out, to check out all the information on there. There's pictures up there, the events that have occurred in the past. Obviously, a way to sign up. And again, as my man mentioned, 502-523-5057. One of the one of the few numbers I have memorized, Pharaoh. So if I ever do get arrested, you might get a call from me because that's one of and maybe I only will, three or four numbers I, I have memorized. I will come and get you. I will skip breakfast. <laughs> I have a I have a, a bailout plan for you in place. <laughs> I always. I always have those kind of things available for you if you're needed. Farrell Elliott of the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. We'll love talking to you down the road and getting more information in your head of what players to pick here and there as we get a little closer to this draft, but I cannot wait. Make sure to go up and sign up for that and tell him you want to take on Bacon and his division because I welcome all comers. Beautiful. Let's do it. Thank you. All right. Farrell Elliott, KFFSC.com, Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. Again, thank you for coming on with me. Appreciate it, and we'll talk to you down the road, sir. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. My man, he's, he, I tell you what, if you never met Farrell, he's a great guy. He does everything. He's an agent. He runs or he runs stores here in Louisville throughout the area, properties, does the drafts. I mean, this guy has his hands in everything and does a great job of it as well. We're going to take a break, come back. Speaking of some other promotional stuff, we're going to talk to Jonathan Genty of the uh, – he's got an event coming up this week up at St. Saint, Saint X involving a lot of the underclassmen in terms of Louisville high school basketball We'll get all that information for you about that coming up as well. And Perrin Johnson joining me in studio when we come back for hour number two, Afternoon Drive, 1450 Sports Buzz. It's time for the Afternoon Drive. Welcome back to our number two Afternoon Drive. It's been a full day so far in the studio. We had legend Van Vance joining us, talking about the walk away from colon cancer event he's got coming up on the 24th of August at Iroquois Park. Make sure to check that information out and look into that. Always a great cause and, of course, a lot of great ABA and NBA stories from him. I was just telling the uh, my my producers in the other room, Mr. Uh, Zellers and Mr. Yates, that I would just love just to sit down with Van Vance and just, I mean, pick his brain. Just pick it for like, like three or four hours, like a monkey picking stuff off the back of another monkey. And just, just, just join, just loving to hear the stories of the ABA and 
the old NBA stuff and all this, the great things he could tell us. And then, of course, followed that with a legend in his own right in fantasy football with my man Fair Elliott from the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. And keeping on with some great events coming up here in Louisville this Saturday, August 17th, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at St. X High School. We have the Legends Athletic Training event, a great event involving skill work, athletic testing. Uh, ESPN's John Stovall will be there doing some rating systems for a lot of the better underclassmen in the Louisville area and joining us on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line now. A member of this event, Jonathan Genty, with us. Jonathan, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well, Trevor. How are you? I'm doing excellent. It's been a very good day today for myself. I, I'd have to pat myself on the back and brag. It's, a, it's a, one of those days where I, I love life and, and going to work is nothing but a smile from ear to ear on my face, sir. That's all you can do is just take every day as it is. So Now, well, tell us some about this event coming up now. It's the Elite 40 Skills Academy, the Legends of Athletic tra- Legends Athletic Training. We this Saturday, August 17th at St. X High School. You are, I believe, the Director of Player Development with this event. Uh, tell us some of the things that will be going on here up at St. X and uh, what, what we can expect when we come up there. Well, uh, basically, we created this event because we wanted to give opportunities of some of the younger kids in the classes of 2015, 16, and 17. They haven't had the opportunity to to get ranked and to be seen. So, like you said, we've invited ESPN's John Stovall, CN2 Sports, Bradley McKee, and others, Donald Yates. Uh, next up, KY Preps. They're going to be out there to kind of evaluate these younger kids that are coming up in this class. A lot of the things that we're going to be doing, we're going to do some skill work stuff, some stations, two-on-two, three-on-three. We'll even have an interview session with question and answers from these reporters and CN2 Sports to kind of talk to these players and see, just ask them some questions that maybe their fans want to know. It's, it is open to the public. Admission is $10. Like you said, it is at St. X High School. So it will be a good time. I think it'll it'll be a great time for players to kind of show their skill set, and it'll be a good time for fans to come out and watch these players play. Now, this is a one-day event, correct? That's correct. It's just a Saturday, August 17th from 9 to 3. Uh, the schedule, as it breaks down, a lot of the skill work stuff is during the morning, and a lot of the 2-on-2, 3-on-3 is later in the afternoon. So it's certain fans have a preference on what they want to see these players do or if they just want to come all day, it's totally up to them. So That works perfect for me as we talk to Jonathan Genty of the Director of Player Development for this event coming up because I usually don't wake up to around 11 or 12, so I can get there right in time for the two-on-two events and things like that. So that works out perfect for me myself. Uh, this Saturday, August 17th, again, you can get all information at legendsathletictraining.com. Some of the names that are going to be there uh, for people coming out there, you said the class of 14, 15, 16, and 17. Now, 2017, is that is that eighth graders or is that? Yes, it's freshmen to B class, so that class isn't really as big. There's just a few players from that class. Obviously, everybody knows the 14 class yeah. with uh, D'Angelo Russell will be there from Mount Bird Academy, Quentin Snyder, Keelan Martin out of that class. They'll be there. Some of the younger guys. Um, in the 2015 class, Raymond Spalding from Trinity, who's starting to get some looks, uh, Jeremiah Bell, some of the bigger names. But like I said, uh, the bigger names in that 14 class, they'll be there. I think we've created it for the 15s, 16s, and 17s to kind of get some play. Some 16s, uh, Brandon Wells, 
Nicholas, um, both out of Wagner, they'll be there. So it'll be a good opportunity for people to see the 14 class, which they know about, and some of the up-and-coming kids that will be available for them to keep their eye on. It makes me smile to hear that there's players good enough still now at Wagner to actually be able to be and be involved in this. When I was there, uh, I was the, one of the. I never, I didn't make the team. I tried out, didn't make it. Rightfully so, if you've ever met me and uh, Wagner, we got to get Wagner Wildcats back into the upper echelon of the sports. I wouldn't say back, I guess, into for the first time into the upper echelon of sports <laughs> in this area. Of course, again, Saturday, August seventeenth, that's nine a.m. to three p.m. at Saint X High School. Mission ten dollars. And again, uh, for, well, then for the listeners, the website that they can go to get any more information on this, or a phone number they can call to get any information about this. Sure, dot com. If they want to go look for more information, a contact number is 502-807-2167. And if they want to email, the email is info at legendsathletictraining.com. Okay. And we'll we'll be happy to have any anybody who wants to come out. Like you said, admission is ten dollars, so it'll be a good time on Saturday. Definitely. Look would. forward to seeing you there, Trevor. I will. I told you it'd be about eleven or twelve. Now I don't wake up in that nine a.m. on a Saturday. I don't I mean that's that's a pretty early for me, man. And <laughs> I, the only time I've woken up before ten a.m. on a weekend is usually during football season, just to get my lineups in for our man Farrell's fantasy football. But other than that, this might be something that might get me out of bed by eight o'clock in the morning to come see this event because this is a very exciting thing. I look forward to coming out there hopefully and catching you as well it's been a while since i've been to Senex high school and it's been too long and saturday august 17th this coming weekend would be a good day to start getting back up there i agree with you and um thank you for having the time and having me on and i will see you then no problem jonathan gentry again legends athletic training this saturday august 17th 9 a.m 3 p.m classes of 14 15 16 and 17 all represented just a ten dollar mission a great deal skill work athletic testing including ESPN's John Stovall, CN2's Bradley McKee, and others out there to get some stars rated, get the higher star rated for this area. Jonathan, I appreciate you coming off me and giving us some time and some information about this. Thank you. All right. Oxmoor for the thing. We're going to take a quick break, come back. Got a lot to get into. We haven't talked as much about sports. We've been throwing in these throwback days. We're uh, talking about this event coming up with Van Vance and KFFC and the fancy football. A lot to still get into. Some news, obviously. Fox Sports losing one of their big guys. The rumor that we talked about yesterday has now hit some national publications. I don't really want to get too much into it because I feel like I wasted, I don't want to say wasted, but used too much of my time yesterday talking about it. We'll bring it up just a little bit. That and a lot more when we come back here on the Afternoon Drive, 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. I love the colorful clothes she wears And the way the sunlight plays upon her hair 
Afternoon drive. We went out to the Black P. Black uh, Will I Am. The Black P's. Black the, bl- P's the Black whatever. Will I Am. Black, is that, black is that the bootleg version of the Black oh, Eyed Peas? Whatever the hell they're called. The black Will I Am. And then we come back with uh, Beach Boys. Uh, the two completely contrast styles. You guys have like multiple personalities in the other room putting the music together today. I'd yeah, he's picked the music. I never get to pick the music. Okay, so hold on. We went out to the Black Keys. The black Eyed Peas. No, the Black Will I Am. Okay, we went out to the That's who we went out to. We went out to the Black. Oh, he's black. We went out to the Black the Black Eyed Peas, right? Yes. Okay, we came back to the Beach Boys. We came back, yeah. So what's next? Uh, I don't know. Do we go in, in between? Can I we mean, go out? Can we go out to the Fuji's and come back to? Uh, <laughs> if come that's back what you want to do, turtles, and then, and, then, and then come back to like uh, you know the Beatles, yeah, right? the, whole, the early Beatles when they were still a boy band. Yes, yes. I, I never got so somebody so mad at me one day. I was talking to him about uh, he was bashing boy bands, and I, I do the same a lot. And I said, "Well, you know the Beatles were a boy band." Technically, when you look at their stuff when they first came to this country, you can make that it, was, it was poppy music that was made for basically teenage girls. Yes. Now then they discovered what about know, the they roll- discovered acid and drugs and developed What the about play, the Rolling Stones? Rolling Stones, no, they weren't they you weren't know, a boy band. You know they what was a British me? invasion. You know what amazes me when we talk about bands and drugs? Yes. Keith Richards has been alive forever. <laughs> How do you and tell you're mucking no, up no, drugs? No, I mean, no, it's, just, it's just funny because when you think about it, okay, you think about all the people that did drugs over the years and are dead. Keith, what is, how old are they? Almost eighty. <laughs> like okay, yes. Keith Richards. Keith Richards has outlived Amy Winehouse, Kurt Cobain. <laughs> um, I don't. I, I, you could name probably a lot. Slew of other people from the nineties. Every great rapper, yeah. Michael Jackson, Tupac, yeah. Biggie, Michael Jackson. Whitney Houston, Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin, Jesus, yes, <laughs> but there's Keith Richards smoking six packs a day and, and, and numerous ticking. whatever, yeah. And still what is ticking. he drinking? That's what we all need to find out. <laughs> well, yeah, he's obviously picked the right drug. Yeah, Huey Lewis said he wanted a new drug. Oh, I'm sure Keith he's Richards done. found it and yeah. has been using yeah. it ever uh, you since. You know what? The answer to his stuff: moderation. That's <laughs> yeah. what he'll probably tell you. You so. might not understand what a word he's saying, but he's still going yep, strong. Yep, I'm, I'm, no, no, yep, no. <laughs> <laughs> like boom hour. From King of the hell when he talks. Uh, real quick, want to remind you. Uh, obviously, we are the new home of Western Kentucky sports. Obviously, we've and of course we've been your local leader in all high school sports in the Southern Indiana local area. And we've my man Matt Dennison, who's got everything high school covered, has moved his way up into college. Fourteen fifty Sports Buzz excited to be the official home of IU Southeast Athletics beginning September 9th. That'd be the day after Bulwark Empire starts up on HBO, by I'm the way. I'm glad you clarified that, oh, brother. Yeah, can I get a pound on that? Oh, yes. Uh. Can I wait for some Chucky White coming up? Yes. Dennis, Matt Dennison will be doing the weekly Grenadier, not Grenader. Grenadier! Grenadier Sports Report every Monday night at 7 o'clock live at Tucker's American Favorites. A great place to go get some dinner and see some great interviewing by my man, Minister Dennison, on State Street, New Albany, for interviews with schools, coaches, athletes, including the head coach of the basketball program, you know, Wiley Matt, Brown. Matt is a great guy, and it's funny because when you hear him on the radio, he seems so serious, but he's really not. <laughs> he's such a goofy guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he when you hear him, you expect somebody to look bigger and taller, more muscular, and you see him, you're like, wow, you're Matt Dennison? Okay. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Way to just call him unimpressive, by the way. Oh, Matt knows I love him. I know. You called him unimpressive. Yeah. I did not call him unimpressive. <laughs> just for the matter, if that comes up. So somebody says, they called you unimpressive on the radio. <laughs> uh, I got to ask you one question. Oh, this ought to be good. Nikolai Pekovic holds out and gets 16, 16 more million dollars. 
Hold, it was offered with forty four million. It was a fifty million over five years or something. No, four, like, four, four, four years. It was. Yeah, something like that. It was. Gets, a, gets five years plus another ten. What are your thoughts? Uh, I like Pekovic. I don't know. Maybe he's worth it, but for the, the Minnesota team, that's I don't want to say desperately trying to uh, to make him to make a move and a leap into that next level. It's somebody you had to bring in because he's such a perfect complement to Kevin Love. Yes, and, and the fact that now also now Gorgie can come in as a backup to him because Gorgie, as we talked to Kurt Elon a couple weeks ago, yes. has, has has had trouble grasping the speed of the NBA. Uh, getting, and he, I'm sure I'm hopefully he will grasp that, but. Pekovic, if they don't, if they hadn't resigned him, he now they he would have brought him back for a one year deal, but then he would have been a free agent with unrestrictions. Without, yeah, yes, sir. Which more likely you would lose him. Is it mo- too much money for a guy of his skill level? I don't think. Uh, in comparison to the, some of the money but, I see handed out to some other players, but Kevin Love didn't play last year, so that's why his scoring was up. Yes, but he's he's such a big physical bruiser. I mean, he's kind of that. I don't. I, I want to say stereotype of the European big man where he yes. doesn't have a lot of skill level. I mean, no, he's not going to take you off the dribble. He's not going to really fascinate you with some Kareem Abdul's like hook shots or post fadeaways. But he's going to he's going to put a forearm on your back, like you saw in the '80s with Bill Lambeer. He's going to he's going to do a good job rebounding. He's just that muscle guy. Yeah, he's that enforcer. And when you have a guy like Kevin Love at your four, who's I don't want to say, which is ironic is the I believe the nephew of one of the Beach Boys that played when we came back into the show. Yes. Uh, is kind of that softer power forward. He likes to stay on the perimeter, likes to face up. Yes. He's not soft. He does lead. He's top of three in the league. He, he does the rebound. He does rebound but well. he's a stretch four. But rebounding is not all about being big and strong. It's also about timing and knowing so where to be. have you seen a soft rebounder, though? Uh, define, I guess that's how you define soft. I mean, how many guys you see lead the league in rebound? When, when, when I say he's a soft at a four, I mean that more likely a big muscle guy could see, pop, could have his way with him. See, he was the top those. five guys in rebound in NBA for us right quick. All right. Now while we're talking, ESPN brings back Jason Whitlock. I know you are pumped. <laughs> yeah. It seems they're bring, I mean, they're not, not bringing him back. They're bringing him along. No, he's returning. I believe. Part of the contract is Jeff so George has to join him he, too, I think. He was with them beforehand. Yes. Yes. And yes. It's, it's, it's weird to me. You know, John Skipper is bringing back all the old guys. He's got Overman's on ESPN again now after all the crap that he used That blew to do. my mind. I thought I was having an acid flashback <laughs> when I turned it on. I was uh, like, what did I take this morning? What, yes. Is that Oberman? You know, uh, it's funny. The ES- Dan Patrick next? ESPN <laughs> makes all these cuts. Remember when they made all those cuts mm-hmm. about a month and a half ago? Now yep. they're bringing all these old-time guys back. Uh, do you think it's going to be a successful thing or a tragic thing? Uh, it depends how they handle it. I mean, if they stay with the, the direction they're going, which ESPN has kind of become the – ESPN to sports is like what MTV is to music videos nowadays. Yes. If they, they don't – I see too much like the Sports Nation stuff, which I, I don't like. It annoys me. Uh, and I have nothing against Max Kellerman and, and Marcellus Wiley. And I just the show the way the show's done. It just it's kitty. It's annoying to me. It's like Marcellus Wiley's not really funny either. And That's he's what not. Makes it work. He's not. And, and without the hot girl next to him, it really even takes away from the show. On top of it, now even though Max Kellerman's a, a pretty good guy when it comes to dropping sports knowledge, I just yes. don't. I don't watch much ESPN anymore. I, even Sports Center shows less and less highlights. It seems like to me. So maybe if you bring these guys in, it'll bring some entertaining entertainment back to it. But uh, I'm more of a fan of the moves when they bring in guys like Brittman Murphy and Jeff Goodman, guys that are more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, content instead of uh, flash. Okay. And, yes. and Whit- Whitlock, I've never been a, guy, a big fan of his. Uh, I've, we've discussed this before. He's, it seems like every time every article he has, despite the fact he loves the wire, it's the only thing I think I agree with him on. Hmm. 
because every article it always has to do with either Jeff George involved somehow and throwing his name into it because he loves him so much. Yeah. And he always has to have race involved in everything. Even if it right. doesn't, and the race is nowhere near the situation, he will find a way to put yes. it in there. Des Bryant. Everybody's panicking about Tom Brady's injury, but there's been no word. If everybody's wondering about this on the injury, he just has a knee injury and has been carted off the field, if anybody's wondering. <laughs> so Johnny Manziel is, you know, has been all over the news. Des Bryant says it's a bunch of bull that Johnny Manziel doesn't get suspended after he got suspended an entire season for lying. Yeah. Does he all he did was meet with Deion Sanders. So, he lied about it. That's the problem. Yeah, I and I get that. He li- you, if he had been honest about it, would he have gotten a, gotten a suspension? Probably, maybe. Maybe. Maybe a slap on the know. wrist, but not to the point where he he denied it, lied about it. We haven't seen if Des Bryant, I mean if Johnny Manziel is going to get suspended. I can already tell you what Manziel's going to say. I, I don't even I don't even have to to read it in a couple weeks. Or wait for it to be broken. The story be to be broken by a, a great writer. I can tell you right now what Manziel's going to say. They're going to find proof that there was money exchanged for the autographs. Or he's going to be playing some football, and he's going to play the the dumb guy. He's going to say, "I had no idea." So and so, whether it be uh, Uncle Ned or whatever his handler might be, or the associate might be involved. I had no idea he took money. He just asked me to sign these for charity as a favor to him. He didn't tell me he had money. I never saw a dime of it, which yes. we all know is pretty much about as thick a BS as you're going to find. Yes. But until they have proof of Manziel actually holding the money in his hands or at some strip club making it rain with that cash, then more than likely he's going to skate by. If I was Texas A&M, you're playing, you're playing a, a tough card here. I mean, you're, you're, you're doing what it was like to say. Do you go Ohio State? And, and, and go on and suspend him and hope the NCAA takes mercy on you when it does come to light that he knew about it? Yes. Or do you go the Auburn route, which is what they seem to be doing, which is you challenge the NCAA. You say, you know what? Yeah, he may have done it. Prove it. Do it. to Come at us and show proof of it, and then we'll suspend him. And that's what they seem to be doing. That that route works more often than not for most uh, the least lately, especially when NCAA trips over their own two feet yes. doing everything. That seems to be the route they're going to take, and it may pay off for them. You know? It may not. My personally, I say suspend him for the year. Let him go. Be, he wants to be paid like a professional. He wants to act like a professional. Let him go be an in, and be a professional. Yes, very much so. Now, a lot has been said. What's the most about money you ever got paid for an autograph session? The most money I've ever got paid. You know what? I've never gotten paid for an autograph session. Really? Nobody wants my autograph. Hey, I, I wasn't an all American. Give me a dollar. I'm going to give him from Taren a dollar for actually. I, I, you <laughs> that know, changes I today. Take that, I take yeah. that back. I take that back. My you sister, give me three quarters back. My sister, <laughs> my sister bought, <laughs> my sister bought an autograph picture of me for 14 bucks. I saw on eBay. You tell that story. Yeah, I went to eBay looking it. for items. I, I googled your name on eBay and I did not find anything. Doubt you'll find anything. I was so disappointed. Mm-hmm. I wanted to buy something on eBay so bad. Uh, you're not going to find it for me. <laughs> I'm a very ill significant. The autograph person. you're about to sign from me will be on there next week. No big deal. You know, I've. If I can get away with not telling people I never play basketball, I do it all the time. Uh, that way, I don't have to sit there and talk about <laughs> the rivalry and everything else for forty-five minutes. What's the one most? What's the question you get asked the most when they, when when you're recognized? Because of this know. brace, I'm Kevin Ware. But, <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> but, well, all these rumors about you, Kevin. <laughs> so, yeah. So I mean, uh, but I all the time. I always people ask me. I try to avoid anything red and black. Mm. And people say, "Wow, you're not proud of your school colors." No, because I don't feel like being stared at. I got stalked <laughs> at Sam's Club because yes. I wore, so, the, yeah, a little yeah whatever because thing. I had a national championship shirt on. So I don't, you know, not that I avoid it, but sometimes there's just certain days where I just want to go and get out somewhere. And I, it's always that it's like when you go to the mall. The day you never want to see somebody at the mall, like if you're single and you don't want to see a girl you like at the mall, <laughs> you always run into that girl. 
that's my whole yeah. spill. So, what, but when, when people would say, "Oh, Parent Johnson, I loved you," blah 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 blah. What's the question? Is it the, the what was the no, final is it, four is like? No, uh, I tell, tell you what pisses me Darius off. Washington. This is, this is what pisses me off. I'll tell you what pisses me off. I'll be at a bar. People been drinking, and this is what they say to me. Smarto, you're the man, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey, what you've been, I'm you've been, not Smarto. <laughs> I'm not Jamaican. <laughs> so you've been mistaken for Kevin Ware, Smarto Samuels. But keep going. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. Taekwondine? No, <laughs> no. I haven't been called that one. Preston Knowles is another one I've been called. <laughs> yes. What about Larry O'Bannon? Any... No, my, no, no. Don't look like Larry. Yeah, no. I was going to say. Well, you don't look anything like the other guys we mentioned. Yeah. Reese Gaines? Yeah. Never been called Reese Gaines. Never been called Reese Gaines. But the, all the other ones I I've named those are what I've been called. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. So all black people look alike, I guess. And, and, and then you looked so. at the bartender and said, put it on my tab, Samardo Samuels. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've, I used to when Samardo was when Smarto was here, I used to get that a lot. But I gotta ask you. Um <laughs> that dude's a lot as yeah, and he's like eight <laughs> inches taller and forty pounds heavier. He's a lot but, lighter skin than you, you know, as well. <laughs> like I said, all black people look alike, I guess. Whatever. I guess. So but everybody's jumping this whole thing that Matt said, you know. That has Matt asked Kenny Klein. Yeah, the, the um, is this true? Is this not true? Nothing's been said by the university. So big lead. I was obviously jumped on this story. Yeah, big lead today uh, came out and, and put something. Nothing really breaking involved. I tell you what, I'm almost getting sick of hearing the word rumors. I, I really, it's, it's not a story. And I'm getting to the point where if I want to hear rumors now, I'm just going to go but buy a, a Fleetwood Mac the thing, album. The thing that bothers I, I'm me, I'm just tired of hearing it. The thing that bothers me about it is this. Okay, I played at Louisville. I support my school 110%, but I'm not going around. But because I'm not running around here saying LES and L1C4 every five seconds, people get angry with me. <laughs> so I guess I got to throw that out there every 10 seconds. Maybe I should tweet that 20 times just to make the world happy. <laughs> but anyways, that's neither here nor there. If somebody wants to say something, they can say whatever they want to say. That's what we argued about last week, yeah. freedom of speech. What Matt is saying is he said it's a rumor. He didn't say it's the truth. He didn't say somebody told him. He, he's not spreading. So I, I don't really care what Matt has to say. But as a U of L fan, if I go searching for something, as a, as a person, period, if you were my husband and you were cheating on me and I couldn't prove it, and I go, and I'm, but I love you and I want to stay with you, but I go searching for your phone and certain to find things and then I find something, that's my fault. <laughs> not that what you were doing was right, but I went looking for something. You know, and I don't understand if if you don't like Matt Jones, if you don't like KSR, and, you know, yeah, I'm friends with Matt, but me and Matt, when we hang out, we don't talk about UofL or UK. We talk about players, how they're playing, stats and numbers, and then we talk about horse racing, and then we talk about other things in life. We don't talk about UK or UofL because if we did, we'd probably slit each other's throat or stab each other with, a, <laughs> with giant machetes. The the only th- the last couple times I've hung out, I don't hang me and Matt aren't buddies. I've worked and we with don't, Matt me on and Matt all. don't hang out all the time. But well, like every it, time I've hung out, you know what I've talked with him about wrestling. Yeah, we both have such a love it's, for the early nineties, late eighties wrestling. That's usually nothing, what we talk about. And it's nothing about sports, is it not? No, well, well wrestling is a sport. If you, think I mean, you yeah, ask. but you know, but like people, <laughs> it's real it's to like, me, man. It's, it's, it's crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sad when I found out wrestling wasn't real. By the way, <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's just it's just funny to me how people are like. 
Forget Matt Jones. Forget KSR. Like, well, then don't go read it. Here's the thing. KSR, it's Kentucky Sports Radio. And, don't I, and go I'm not read bashing it. Matt Jones. Now, I do have one issue with Matt, and I, I've made this point before. It does sometimes irritate me. He wants the benefits and the pluses of being a, quote, journalist and media member, but doesn't want to take the responsibility for it. That kind of bugs me a little bit sometimes with Matt. And he and he's yeah. the first to tell you when now, he— when, he, when something goes yes. bad from him doing a reporting of something, he'll tell you, oh, "I'm not, yes. I'm not a journalist. I'm a fan. I'm a blogger." I, you know, but I mean, but he wrote a post on a blog. He did not report it like that's, it was a news. It's a site fed to UK journaling. fans. Yeah. So do you expect so, it to be good about you? Yes. I mean, <laughs> so you know, and I just I don't get if I don't like like I, okay, I'll give you an example. I don't like Fox News. Yes. You know what I don't watch. Fox News. Fox News. I can't stand Nancy Grace. You see me watching headline news anytime no. soon? Nope. Because so, every time I want to throw something through the TV. Yes, yes. I don't, you know, I don't watch things. I don't watch things I don't like. When I was a kid, the Cleveland Browns moved to, the, to be the Baltimore Ravens. Yes. So now the Cleveland Browns came back. I forget what year 99. it was. My dad just got direct TV so he could watch Browns games because the Browns were finally back. He's a big Browns fan? Yes, my dad's a diehard Browns fan. Really? Why did you, you know? Not I had that? to watch the Cleveland Browns <laughs> every game. This is when Randy Moss was a rookie, by the way. So he was just crushing the league. Yeah. You know, I had to watch Browns games every day because my dad said we have to watch, every, we have to do everything as a family. So we watched Cleveland Browns games. It would be 44 to like six. I would watch a Browns game. That I, so now, you think I watch Cleveland Browns games? I don't. I wouldn't. Hell watch. I no! Would I don't you watch to. Cleveland Browns games. <laughs> Do you just despise the Cleveland Browns? I don't despise them, but like every time I see a Browns highlight, I think back to my childhood. A Browns game comes on, and Perrin goes in the corner and starts crying. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. So oh, they were pretty bad in '99. So you know, and people are like, "Well, what do you think about the Matt Jones comments?" I don't care. What Matt Jones does does not affect my life. Like you know, when me and Matt hang out, we talk about horse racing. We talk about how things have been going. We talk about sponsorship and growth and we politics and a lot of other things. But we never, never talk about UK UofL. Unless we think a guy's playing well or not playing well. Let, let me ask you this question. The Big Lead is obviously a very good website. Uh, Jason McIntyre does the site. I've had him on the shows before with uh, myself, William, with Renshaw, and he, he's a great guy. And I should reach out to him here shortly and ask him about coming on too. About this dead spin as well, another site that's similar. Is this story even worthy of them picking it up, or is this just a case of maybe, you know, it's summertime, football's not here yet, basketball's done, we're in the middle of baseball, it's just we got to have something to fill the gap, so to speak. Uh, Should Big League even bother hmm. picking this story up? Uh, you know, well, the problem is because it's a rumor. It's but not here's a story. the problem. Here's the problem. You know, what the problem is it's two things. One, Matt writes for the school down the street that happens to be preseason number one with the best recruiting class supposedly ever in history. About a team that's number that, two. That's number one. Number two, they're writing a story about a team that just coming off a national championship that is number two. The last two championships in NCAA basketball have come from this state. And, of course, the name involving a guy who was the most popular name in, in, in almost anything. Yes, in the last when you search weeks. Louisville sports, Kevin Ware, Louisville athletes, Kevin Ware is the second guy behind Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. He was a national story. Michelle Obama called him when he got hurt. He got invited to the president white the presidential White House dinner, the POTUS dinner. Okay, so I mean, it was on Letterman. Yeah, so I mean, it's a two way street. On one side, you have a lot of people angry because you don't talk about a guy that was basically a national sweetheart, mm-hmm. and then on the flip side of it, if this this whole this let's just say all this comes out and what Matt said is true, Matt's going to be looked at. He's going to be a guy that he I told you so guy, but now right now <laughs> no Matt because no. now. No, that, so on, now on the flip side, because nothing has been said and, no, and there's nothing going on, everybody's like, Matt's an a-hole. 
So, you know, either way you look at it, you know, people are thinking I'm wrong or I'm right. No, you got to look at it from both sides. You just can't be one-sided about something. And that's what a lot of people have to have perspective on. I just don't really care because as of right now, there's been nothing said, so there's nothing to really talk about. Johnny Manziel, there's no, but there's been same thing with Johnny Manziel. There's been nothing about him taking seventy five hundred dollars being found. No, he's so, just he's volunteered to sign forty thousand things. So there's nothing cast. to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. You know, if you cannot prove something, there's nothing to talk about. Oh, Aaron Hernandez is guilty. Do you have a gun? No. Well, there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> there's nothing to talk about. Sorry. Uh, we can take a break. Come back. Got a lot more to talk about. The last thing, including has the SEC and the Big Ten put the final dagger into the video gamers. World yeah. of sports. I mean, your dad, your your heart. Oh man, so. I tell you what, Ed O'Bannon. I know you mean well, but you're starting to piss me off, buddy. Yeah. We come <laughs> back on Afternoon Drive. Uh, you Plus. sound so bitter. <laughs> And we're back, 1450, the sports buzz. Who is this? We Ma- went from Metallica. Black Eyed Peas. Yes, thank Metallica. you. We went from Black Eyed Peas, the Beach Boys, to Metallica. <laughs> it just got very, very dark. In here. It got very, very dark. It's Master, it's not the Master Puppets album, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, look at you knowing it's your West Coast fan. Wednesday. Oh, yes. Are they, from West, are they from the West Coast? I guess so. So are the I Black Will I Am's. The Black Will Oh, by the way. <laughs> yes, they are. See. Uh, the by, <laughs> by the way, hey, I give Will I am credit. I liked were, him in the, the X Men movie. Were you ever to find out who were the top five rebounders last year? Yes, I was. And who were those guys? In order: Dwight Howard, yes. Noah Soft, Nikola Vucevic from yeah. Orlando. Yeah. Okay. Omer USC. Omer Ashik. Uh-huh. Zach Zach Randolph, the original Zebo. Yes. And the David Lee. Zeebo, like that. And David Lee. None of those guys are soft. David Lee's not. I wouldn't call him. A, he led the league in double doubles, and he, he didn't. Yeah, you, yeah, you got to get. Well, the point was, and I don't mean to say soft. When I say when I called him soft, I'm more of the fact that if he's playing defense on the fo- at the four, he can be bullied a lot down low. I don't think he's so. not a very physical four. Well, Nikola Pekovic, actually, I looked him up too. He weighs two ninety one. That's about thirty pounds more than your Dwight Howard. How much is the um, all, how much is Dave? Well, don't worry about it. Yeah, weight's not. You can't really judge it yeah. by weight, though. Yeah. I mean, Oliver Miller weighed three hundred fifty pounds. I wouldn't yeah, call but him physical. That, we're talking about different guys. So I don't know, <laughs> yeah. but David Lee. David Lee is is a beast. Well, speaking of some NBA guys, you can still always play NBA video games. As I mentioned going to the break, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, obviously, if you don't know about the Ed O'Bannon suit that's going on, uh, it's been going on for a while. Uh, against the uh, video game corporations for using his identity, and, and he wants money now that his career has been over and he has no cash in his pocket. And my bitterness is showing through. 
And he's doing something that many ex-girlfriends have tried to accomplish in my life, and that's me to stop playing video games. Yes. And I don't – and it might have Are worked. You gonna, is college basketball not existing anymore? No, we haven't had a college basketball game in a couple years. It would, be, it would be awesome. And if, I haven't played Madden in like three years as well. Because so. Larry I – was, I, was I was hoping they would have names on there for just one year, like one year only, because Larry Nance Jr., his his son, yeah. Larry Nance, who's playing NBA – said dunk on people. University, yes. him, and, him and Tom Chambers used to just – Boom on people with two hand slams. Tom Chambers today. gave the uh, stereotype white man can't jump the big middle finger. Yes, he did. Tom, but anyway, Larry Nance's son, his nickname is the High, Alato- High Alatola from Samola. <laughs> that is. The, How old is his son? That might be the greatest nickname. I, I butchered he, it to death, but that might be the greatest is, nickname. Is, ever. He, is he a high school recruit? I think he's about to be a senior. Junior okay. or senior, but the High Alatola from Samola. Oh. Is how it, awesome is, is that? He a, how big is he in college? Uh, looks at uh, he might be looking at. Uh, uh, you know, he might get a shot because of his name and his, on his lineage. No, he's on scholarship. He's six eight. He's two ten. He's okay. from Akron, so okay. Akron. That would make sense. Larry Nance spending much of his career with Cleveland, of course. He averaged before that. ten and seven last year. He was a sophomore this year, sir. Okay, uh, we'll, uh, be, we'll keep an eye on him. Obviously, whereas uh, not bring it up, of course, today uh, as we talked about, and Yates kind of. Smacked me down in my rant a few weeks ago about how the this lawsuit was going to end with the EA Sports and NCAA <laughs> pulling their name away, and then Yates, uh, the eloquent genius that he is, put me in my place as most people like to do, and said, "You know what? The NCAA can take away their name; it doesn't matter. You lose like bold names possibly from the the video game future, but it's all about the 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 college association is where who also is involved in this suit, by the way, in their decision to pull away, and they had yet to do that." But now today, the news comes out, both the SEC and the Big Ten have announced they will not license trademarks for any venture individual member schools with EA Sports. All in all, pretty much saying that if you own this year's college football game, which I do, I've yet to open it, but you do own it, you have now are holding probably the last college football game that you will ever be able to own. Yeah. The Pac-12 also uh, decided to stop. Yeah, no one cares about them. (laughs) (laughs) no they they pulled out and they were like really okay cool i mean you can't get oregon or southern cal or you know wazoo Uh, exactly yeah wazoo yeah those washington state cougar fans that that love to play video games are now unfortunately out of the mix the sec big 10 what's up yates are you gonna put me in my place again no i'm not gonna put you in your place it's still not the teams though this is this is still only with regard to the name sec pac 12 well then now and, you, and the logo he still puts you in your the place. sec logo no, it, <laughs> I, I will say that this is this is a much bigger deal than the ncaa back yes because now what you got is maybe fake team names do you remember uh, the old video uh, games? It's still it's still not fake team names like i said it's just the conference name the teams license their Marks and their brand individually. I understand, but be yes. like, but we 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 both should know that if the SEC says Kentucky, any other individual school, we don't want our name. Really, that school is not going to go against its conference, especially in the SEC. This, this really well, doesn't I mean, and, and and say you know what? I don't care what you think. We're still going to allow our name. They're not going to do that. They're this, going to follow suit. This really isn't. I mean, it's a, possible. I, I don't think it's because the SEC is going to say they can't do it. Unless you play video games, you really don't care about this, though. But we play... Uh, I mean, <laughs> you have a girlfriend. You don't need to have compensation uh, of enjoyment. I play video have, games. I just don't have, play all the video you games. You have friends, okay? You have a social life. Yeah, watch your mouth over there. <laughs> there, there are people like me I want, who I spend would, their nights playing video games. I would like to tell all the Louisville Cardinal <laughs> alumni and fans out there that Juan Palacios will continue his career with Levos Rautas in... I believe it's Latvia. I didn't know his career was still going on to begin yes, with. Yes, his team won the championship in France last year. They were the eighth seed. 
Okay. Well, yes. good, good for him. This, so the, obviously the video game that doesn't bother you. You don't play games. You could care less. Like I said, another you know why the video, you know why the video game doesn't bother me? Because it's not a direct effect of changing my outcome of what I do on a day-to-day basis in life. Uh, now, that does affect you, so you are pissed off, correct? I, I'm very pissed so off. now, just like the Matt Jones situation, what Matt does in that article does not affect me on a day-to-day basis, <laughs> so I don't care about that either. Now, you, you, your image has been used in video games. You were in a college basketball Yeah, it was kind of, I loved it. I loved it. Did you because I was like, didn't bother you? You didn't like Ed O'Bannon? I'm going to sue them. I was kind of mad that they didn't have my rating as high as I would like oh, it to be. <laughs> but, I'm sure you were did, did, did you go in and edit yourself oh, to yeah. make uh, no, like I never did. I just never had the time to because it's like my freshman and sophomore year. I really paid attention to it. It was playing between, actual basketball. Between <laughs> actual basketball and seeing myself, I just never really cared enough to try to get to that. I was like, oh, Perrin, you're on t- oh, my bro- buddy's like, I'm playing with you on the video game, bro. I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> I need to go back and find the uh, the old college basketball so game. So you find the 2005 I one, I was pretty athletic out there. I <laughs> <laughs> so I moved pretty fast. But now eSports could do this. Do you remember back in the day, a little back when I think it was the baseball game, I don't remember which. Uh, ESP, not ESPN, but I mean uh, Nintendo did it, where they didn't get the name rights for MLB, so they would have teams. They would have the city of the actual team, but a fake name, a fake name. But all the players, the attributes were all correct. You knew yes. who they were. That's yes, very much so. But they were they were fake names. If at worst, do you think EA Sports would have a would dare maybe crossing the NCAA by doing going this, going as far to do something like that? Because you're talking about a billion dollar industry. You here. know what? This is all irrelevant to me. Just like the rest of the rap game is the Kendrick Lamar. I'm just not worried about all this. Right, that, that's a great. I'm glad you brought this up because we got a oh, few no. minutes left. Inside the press box is coming up next. My man, yes. Coffee is going to talk everything U of L coming up here in just a second. Kendrick Lamar. Yes. The, yesterday we talked about obviously, and we've discussed the the rumors that that, that owned on Twitter at least in this area. But the other thing that blew up Twitter yesterday was Kendrick Lamar. Yes. And I had no idea who this guy was. He's I know the, that's he, not a shock He's the here. king of New York from L.A., baby. And, and My man Nick Coffey, he's a rapologist. He knows all about rap, too. And I saw he, he will was, tell you. He was on an album with a guy, Big Sean, who I only reason I knew who that was is because he did a five-minute song called and he ate his And he ate his song yeah. on there. <laughs> yeah. I listened to the song. Not impressed. If I was these guys, I'd be more insulted. They were dro- Their names were dropped in this crap of music, let alone being called out by this guy. It, it's is am I am I that haterism or out of the loop? Is Kendrick Marsh? Should I know who he is? No, because you don't really listen to anything past nineteen ninety nine. You are well, the one. Exce- I know. You are the one exception to the rule. I knew who Big and, Sean was, but now a lot. Of, what Kendrick Lamar has done, he's created a buzz in hip hop. He called out every rapper and told them to basically step your game. Who did he know. call out? I didn't even recognize half the names he called out. You don't rec- you don't know who Eminem is? Well, I know. I saw you know Eminem. He, he gave Jay Z, Nas, and Eminem credit. Okay, yes, and I know he, all called, out, he called out um, a lot of guys you don't listen to that are really prevalent. In the rap game, but in that, and why? Why is it rap the only only music industry where people call out other people? Why? Why in rock? You never see. When, when's the last time you saw you know Maroon Five? Not that they're, they would do anything to stand up to anybody because they're a bunch of pansies. I but. bet you they beat some people up. <laughs> I mean, have you never you never see that in rock and roll. You never see Maroon Five going, you know, screw you, Black Keys. Oh, that would be the best. You'll see Jack. Screw you, Black Keys. <laughs> you Eating Zach Brown band. Dave Matthews. Yeah. Go go jump off a bridge. <laughs> you, don't, yes. you don't you don't see Mumford and Son doing a this album against the Black Keys or that some, would be priceless. You know, a whole song about you know how screw you Jack White and the and the, and the White Stripes. Yes, only in hip hop do you see that. Why is that? Because man, hip hop man, it's from the ghetto, just like you have Bloods <laughs> and Crips and everything else. You know, it's it's a, it's a doggy dog. It's a ghetto world. thing. I no, it's not. I mean, they're from the hood, man. You know, it's a doggy dog world out there, man. Uh, everybody's trying to make it to the top. It's lonely up there. I, and I'm being dead serious, but I just I'm just trying to understand this generation. Yes, I really am. Yes, we are. We are out of here. 
My man Nick Coffee is in the building. He introduced he is, me to Two Chains a couple months ago. I'm glad he now see Nick is Nick is. I still hate him for that. By Nick, the way, Nick is like the source. He's like Double XL. He knows all the hip hop out there. So we are out of here. Inside the press box is next, and he is going to bring everything to you that you ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, that you all need. Red all and black. facts, no rumors. Yes, <laughs> go cars. 1450 to Sports Buzz.